Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast, where I get you disconnected from addiction and plugged into recovery. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you are struggling with addiction, you can reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. I'm going to hop right into it. What I want to talk with you about today is the addicted mindset. And there's a lot of different things that happen to us when we become addicted to uh, drugs, alcohol, uh, any other vice, sex, porn, uh, gambling, shopping, it really doesn't matter what the vice is. All that matters is what happens to our mindset once we become honed in on our selfish desires. That's essentially what a vice is. It becomes a selfish desire. It's something that is our main coping mechanism, or I should say becomes our main coping mechanism to deal with internal issues, right? Uh, an external solution to an internal issue. And the problem is, is that never works long term. It just creates more pain. It creates more suffering. That's what addiction is. It's becoming enslaved to something that was once sought as a solution to another issue. But the longer that we don't solve the real problem underneath the surface, the more we obsess over the quote-unquote solution, you know, so, um, and then it becomes this cycle of obsessive thinking, uh, different attitudes and behaviors that come with that, justification, manipulation, um, you know, followed by becoming a lower version of ourselves because the desperation becomes so bad. And as our desperation increases, our morals and our principles uh, our core starts to decrease. You know, it's kind of like that seesaw effect. Once one thing goes up, the other goes down. So always remember that when your desperation increases, your morals and your values have to decrease. And the scary thing about addiction is it doesn't happen overnight. It usually doesn't happen in a drastic way that is easily sensed or easily seen. It happens slowly over the course of time, you know, where. Um, it just becomes a little bit worse, a little bit more. You start to crave a little bit more. Your tolerance starts to increase little by little. It doesn't happen uh, like lightning strikes and all of a sudden you're an addict and things are completely out of control. Now, I will say for some of us, we have a more severe addictive personality than others, but for most of us, I would say that it really does happen slowly over the course of time. And, and, the saying goes, the chains of addiction are too light to be felt until they are too heavy to be broken. And I know that that is true for myself. I've always had an addictive personality, but I didn't realize how severe it really was until I tried to stop, until I tried to make some changes and I found that I could not because I didn't realize how light, quote unquote, the chains were until they were too heavy to be broken, until I tried to break away from my behaviors from these vices and I said holy shit I cannot I cannot do this physically mentally emotionally I am completely wrapped up in this addiction and um, sometimes it takes a lot of pain and desperation in order to um, break free from that because we need a strong motivator we need a really strong reason why to make changes you know um, so essentially, you know, there's three different things that happen 
to the addicted mindset, right? When we are addicted to something, when we are enslaved to a vice, uh, the first thing is our attitudes and behaviors change. You know, fundamentally, we start to change just a little, just little by little. We our attitudes start to shift. We start to um, behave differently uh, towards others, towards ourselves. Our our mindset is little by little fixated on these desires to get what we want. And if we're constantly focused on what we want, we can't possibly be. Uh, open, honest, and giving to other people. And that's what addiction is. Addiction is the obsessive, compulsive desire to get what we want. You know what I mean? Even if you're not using, even if you're not drinking, we still have these attitudes and behaviors that are geared towards our selfish desires because we are trying to put ourselves in a position to use or drink later on. You know what I mean? So even when we're not using, we still have a shift in attitudes and behaviors because it's on our mind. You know what I mean? And if we're constantly thinking about it and our energy is going towards it mentally and emotionally, it's going to impact other areas of your life even when you're not using. And this is why addiction is so powerful. It's not just about what happens when we use. Matter of fact, it's 90 you know, percent of it is what's happening when you're not using. It's what's happening to your mindset. It's what's happening to you know, the ener- where is your energy going towards. And I know for myself, I was using quite a bit. You know, I was a daily user. But even when I wasn't, I was just as much of a miserable person, um, even more so when I wasn't using because I constantly was in that desired state. I was constantly fixated on what I wanted for myself, you know, and all of our stories are different, but at the end of the day, our attitudes and behaviors have to change because it takes us away from who we fundamentally are. And this is one of the things that makes the addicted mindset so powerful, you know? Um, The second thing that happens is justification of bad behavior. Now, the reason why we are masters at justification is because we know what we're doing isn't correct. We know what we're doing is not in alignment with our higher self. And what I mean by that is we know intuitively what we should be doing for ourselves, right? We all know that we should have a clean diet. We all know that we should be working out and taking care of our bodies. We all know that There might be a career or a business pursuit, something that speaks to our heart that we should be doing that we're not. You know what I mean? Um, Our higher calling. We all know that we should be acting out of integrity and we should be honest and we should be treating people in a certain way, right? In a certain positive way that we should be serving others, right? These are all things that are in alignment with our higher selves, Um, we all know that we should be making, um, you know, money in abundance and not out of greed, but because being financially free is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves and for our family. And if you're, if, and if we're financially free, we can then give to others, right? So, um, you know, being financially free, um, being a person of integrity, being in shape, being honest, um, making sure that we are doing things that, 
speaks to our heart, right? Our passions. These are all things that are in alignment with our higher selves. Now, the reason why we justify, we have to justify our addiction is because we know that it, this does not align with our higher selves in any way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? We can't deny that. Nobody is going to argue that drinking and doing drugs is good for you or it's going to be um, helpful to becoming your best self or to becoming a better individual or to helping other people. It doesn't serve us in any positive way. It only serves our selfish desires. And um, it's just a way to, um, you know, essentially fix whatever's going on inside of us. It's a, it's a faulty coping mechanism that we become obsessive over, right? So the reason why we're masters at justification is because we know intuitively that it's something that we shouldn't be doing. So if you know that there's something that needs to be changed, you, you have basically two decisions to make. One, you accept that you need to make some changes and you do something about it. Or two, you justify the bad behavior. You know what I mean? Those are essentially the two options that you have. So if we're not willing to accept that we have a problem or we're not willing to accept that we need to make some changes, the only thing that's left to do is to justify the bad behavior, right? So what does justification look like? It looks like blaming others. It looks like saying things like, well, if you had my problems, you would drink too, or you would do drugs too if you had my upbringing, or you know, oh, one or two isn't a big deal, or saying things to yourself like, I'm just going to go to the bar for an hour and then I'll go home and then you end up closing the bar at you know 4 a.m. These are the certain justifications that we make. Even when we act out of character or we know that we aren't doing what we need to be doing, we still find ways to justify. Even when we get caught using, we say things like, well, you know, how could you be, uh, you know, I remember something that is very, very common that I used to do and that a lot of addicts do is when you get caught using, you somehow either justify how it's okay or you end up blaming the people in your life for why you're using. And it's horseshit. You know what I mean? It's total bullshit. We find ways to manipulate absolutely anything and everything. And um, this is a byproduct of being an addict. This is a byproduct of alcoholism. It is a it is a problem of the mind. The way that we think, the way that we act, the way that we behave is extremely faulty and it's all geared towards being able to justify continuing the addiction. This is why we cannot trust our own mindset. This is why I talk so much about getting support and getting help because your mind is not your friend when you're first getting sober. Eventually it can be, you know what I mean? The whole point of recovery is to build ourselves up from the, from, the, uh, from the bottom and build that strong foundation where we have a trusted mind. But in the beginning, we do not because it's all geared towards justifying our addiction. And it puts our, we put ourselves in a position for failure instead of success, right? And the third thing I want to talk about is the manipulation, you know, which I've talked about a little bit um, in the second part, but, but the manipulation of ourselves and others. We will manipulate people. We will manipulate ourselves into making decisions that clearly are not in our best interest. 
You know what I mean? And this goes, this goes so strongly against who we fundamentally are. You know, addicts and alcoholics, like, we are not bad people. We are just making really poor choices and we are caught up in making bad decisions for ourselves, which change who we are, you know, and with that comes a lot of shame and guilt. And when we start to feed off of shame and guilt, we continue the pattern over and over again because the way that we deal with shame and guilt is by using more, is by escaping, is by not facing our real problems and getting to the root of it. We don't know how to do that. So we cover it up by using more and more. And then it just becomes such a deep hole of addiction that we don't know how the fuck to get out of it. You know what I mean? So it just becomes this ruthless cycle where we're manipulating people to get what we want, which causes more shame, more guilt, more remorse. And little by little, we become a different person. That's why sometimes you might be you might be a certain person when you start using or experimenting, right? In the beginning where it's not that bad. Uh, the justification isn't terrible yet, right? I mean, you're just experimenting. You're just having a good time. But a year or two down the line, you look back and you're like, damn, I'm doing things now that I would never have done two years ago. And then two years from there, you say the same thing. And this continues to progress more and more and more, right? Because addiction only goes in one path. If we don't actually figure out what's going on and and face the problem head on, it only progresses. It doesn't just decrease and get less. It, It only progresses worse and worse. So as our addiction progresses and it gets worse and we manipulate ourselves more and we manipulate other people more, it leads us to such a dark place that the only thing that we turn to is the vice, is the drugs and the alcohol to continue to escape this spiral. And over and over and over again, this continues. And this is why people hit rock bottom a lot of times. This is why we all need to get to this painful place in order to make changes. Like I mentioned before, um, pain is a very strong motivator. And without that, without getting to that dark position in life where we are given the gift of desperation to make changes without that change can't become possible you know so the the darkness so to speak right the uh, hitting rock bottom the being in that place where you're at the end of your rope and you're not sure what to do next and you don't want to live and you also Uh, You just don't know what to do. It's like you feel like you cannot live with the drugs and you can't live without it. You know what I mean? And being in no man's land, so to speak, really is the gift. So being brought to that place through these three steps, right, and seeing the natural progression of addiction, it ends up being what is needed to make changes. Now, here's the difference. Everybody has, this is the difference between people that get sober and people, uh, people that can and can't get sober. The difference is is everybody's pain threshold is different. And what I mean by that is the only thing that's going to determine whether you get sober or not or stay sober or not is what your pain threshold is. So if you have a very, very high tolerance of pain and you continue to put yourself through the ringer over and over again, you might have to go through years and years and maybe decades of using 
Now, if you have a shorter pain threshold and you realize I'm tired of this shit and I don't want to continue living this way and you have the willingness to seek help and make changes and take guidance from people that have been there before, if you have that willingness and that open-mindedness, change is possible for you. We have to become willing. We have to become open to making changes first in order to actually change, you know? So if you have a higher pain threshold though, and you're not willing to take advice and your ego is at work and you want to try it on your own and you say, I got this, I got this, and you're not willing to do the necessary steps to get help, whether that be going to rehab or going to meetings or hiring a coach or getting some type of support, if you're not willing to do that and you continue to try things on your own, you're probably going to continue to get your results. And up to this point, that's probably not the best way to go about it. You know what I mean? Um, And again, that's our addiction working against us. That is the addicted mindset. We say, I got it, I got it. I don't have to listen. I don't have to try things differently or do things another way. And that's usually what causes a lot more pain, you know? So um, this is something to think about. You know, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want to make changes, do it. If you're hitting rock bottom, right, the only, and this is the whole thing about rock bottom, we get to choose our rock bottom, you know, I don't even like necessarily like the term rock bottom because we can all get sober when we choose to, it really is up to us, but we just need to get to a place where we're like, I'm tired of this shit, I need to do something differently, that starts with a choice, you know, that starts with an awareness and a willingness to get help, so your bottom is your decision. You know, and always remember that. So I'm going to leave you with that today. If you are struggling with addiction and you need help, reach out. You can, you can uh, reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. Much love. I appreciate you being here and supporting my podcast. And I will see you on the next one.